espero que nadie se, se ofenda, pero hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Good evening, episode 77, uh, European Dream Continues, I believe was the name of the title. Uh, we are back with our buddy Paul, who's bad luck, and Oscar. <laughs> Gentlemen, how are you guys? I'm Very great. Good. Well, well, well how, 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 do you, how do you say in the finals of the Champions League, like <laughs> Sporting Benfica combination here? Right. Imagine that. We definitely wouldn't have Paul on because he's bad luck. So Paul's been on here twice pre-game before we played at Alvalade last year and this time, and we lost both those games. He wasn't here for the game at home against Sporting last year, and we won. So I think we just need to get rid of him, and he can't join us anymore because he's bad well. luck. We were already champions when you guys played us that game, though. <laughs> so it didn't matter. Right. <laughs> um, today we got Befico 1, Sporting 3. We'll talk about the game. Give Paul his opportunities to, to give Oscar some shit. Um, Benfica 2, Dinamo Kiev uh, 0. We'll talk about that game. Um, Portuguese teams in Europe. Uh, Benfica and Sporting for the first time in history make it through to the round of 16 together. Um, also, for the first time in history, two Portuguese teams in the round of 16 of the Europe, uh, of the Champions League, with one of them not being Porto. Um, so that's the first time that Porto has not been in has not been one of the two teams in the round of 16. And we will touch on um, JJ still under the microscope. A lot of uh, Linsus Brancos on Friday evening. Uh, even after the game yesterday, he was booed off as he walked off the field. Um, he was booed in the stadium when they announced his name pre-match. Uh, so there's a lot of division, a lot of uncertainty, regardless of the, the results. Um, so we'll talk quickly on that and kind of get a, a unbiased, if you, if you will, uh, opinion from Paul being on the outside. But I think that him and Oscar might agree here on that situation. Um, for those of you in the chat, Feel free to join us, um, add your comments, add your questions, add your concerns. Para a malta que nos esteja a seguir em português, esta semana não tivemos o podcast em português, mas estão à vontade de deixar os vossos comentários e certamente que nós iremos falar sobre eles. 
kick things off here. Benfica one, Sporting three. We had, uh, I think the lineups, Paul, I think you got, you were off by one, if I'm not mistaken, Mateus Reyes instead of Nuno Santos, right? Yep. And, and it made sense. I mean, I, I was kind of stretching with Nuno Santos, but yeah. So Sporting had Adan, Neto, Inácio, Fedal, uh, Porro, Ugarte, Mateus Nunes, Mateus Reis, Saravia, Pedro Gonçalves, and Paulinho. On the Benfica side, um, I think the back line we got all right. Bertongue, Notamendi, Andre Almeida, Vlacodim was in goal. In the middle, João Mario Weigl, we got right. Uh, Lazaro, there was some uncertainty between Lazaro and Gilberto, but I think for the most part, let me see, I got the paper here. We had Lazaro and Gri, and then Everton, Rafa, Darwin. Um, there was also discussion of uh, Seth being in there, but that was the lineup that he went with. Uh, Sporting team that had two players, or their two of their best players or better players missing. Um, I'm going to start with you, Paul, since you are the victorious one, and uh, you should go first. Uh, what, what did you, what did you see from the game? What did you take away from the game? And I know Jay's not here to defend himself, but that hot take about Ruben Amorim not being better than JJ, I think went straight down the drain. For sure. So I, I, I honestly did not expect to go in there and win three, one. I mean, I don't think anyone did. Um, I think Sporting dominated or played to their gameplay perfectly. And our midfield, you know how we went over, like after we did the starting 11, we said like, who would you take over? Who would you over each other? Our midfield absolutely destroyed Benfica. So Ugarte, First of all, Ugart is a guy that has the biggest balls that I can think of because think about it. You put a 20-year-old kid who has very little minutes into a derby away inside of the lose where all the fans are there. I know I remember you saying how sometimes kids like with the fans can get like distracted or or intimidated. This guy came in and played out of his mind. He was arguably one of the best players in the field. Um the only guy that I think was better was Matuz um Nunes cuz Let's be honest. He, he he literally did whatever he wanted in the midfield. Um, Befica did have their chances and didn't didn't take advantage. I mean, I feel like it's pretty common. Befica likes to miss goals, but uh, we definitely took advantage of ours. And I think overall played a perfect game. And uh, and yeah, we we were actually lucky. You guys were lucky that we didn't score more as well because we missed some chances and, and there was like slight offsides for both teams. But overall, I think Sporting played very well. They definitely deserve the win at the end, and um, I was very impressed with with all the players. I think we'll, will we talk about like MVPs after, or should yeah. I just say that now? No, we'll talk about it after. All right. What are well, you are you concerned about Fidal's injury? I am. So the only reason why I am is because I think we're very um, short staffed at center back. So um, if Guatas misses, I think he's going to miss at least another game. Um, and Fidal's out. We only have Neto and Inacio that are true center backs. Um, Neto's actually playing a lot better than he's ever, that I've seen him. He's doing very well. So having them two there, and I know that we use like Mateus Reyes sometimes back there, he's guys. So for a short term, it might be okay. But, um, I think in January, if we can, we should definitely try adding a center back. I know that we bought, um, a kid from Barca B team that plays for, I think our B team, but we need something, some more back there. Cause we use back three, like I said, and, uh, we only really have one sub from, for the back. So I think we definitely need another center back, uh, this transfer window. Oscar, did you see the same game that Paul did? Yeah, I think Paul's Paul's correct. I never agree with Paul and Sporting <laughs> being better than Benfica. This, this is on video, the, Paul. You can go back and play this, this over and over. This is oh, probably the first first and last time that I'll say this. 
<laughs> but you know, Spartan played their game and and they came to Saturday to lose with knowing that they they would two of their best players out, and they took it to Benfica. They they took it to Benfica. They took their chances. They scored their chances. Benfica came out flat. They they felt felt like they never got it going. Um, they like Paul said, they missed their chances. We we had two posts. We had a goal that was uh, taken out by six centimeters. Um, you know, Sporting had a goal by 28 centimeters, but it's a little bit more obvious than six centimeters. Um, now that, that 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 obviously, and then we had some some ch chances that we we missed when we we're down one zero. That if we scored, it would have been a totally different game. But uh, is the ifs is what 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 is annoying to when it comes to Mexico because it feels like I we see a lot of ifs. If we scored against Dinamo, that chance that uh that uh whatever the Yarmichuk missed. Yep. We would have been already qualified, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's how Fika is playing this year. It's like a lot of ifs. Um, and I, I felt Sporting dominated the game. We had more possession, but we didn't do much with it other than those chances that we didn't take advantage of. Um, Sporting deserved this win. I'll, this is, the, like I said, the first and last time I'll say this, but Sporting came to Stade Luz and took it to us. Yeah, in terms of statistics, um, Sporting had 14 shots, Fika had 11. Let me actually bring them up here on the screen. Um so share screen window chrome tab um so sporting had 14 shots against Benfica's 11. uh Benfica had three shots on target against sporting's five um Benfica had more assoins in area that adversaria more action in, in sporting's box um but that doesn't equate to anything three corner kicks for both uh if you get 64 possession against 36. um but like you said i thought that Although Benfica had the ball, we had most of the ball in our half or just over yes. half. Um, and I felt that um, Sporting never looked uncomfortable. I don't know if you guys got the same sense, but even when Benfica went forward, even though Benfica created some chances, yes, that we missed, yes, that we weren't efficient with, I just never got the sense that like Sporting ever got out of like second gear. Like every time they attacked, they only attacked with like three or four guys. Mateus Nunes normally carrying the ball from the midfield. I felt like every time they went forward, like Benfica's backline was scrambling. I don't know if if either of you guys felt the same way. Yeah, I I, I felt that way. I felt like like it, like you, like you just said, like our line, like Lazaro Lazaro was surprising to me. He felt so terrible. out of place. He felt he felt like in, and I had been praising him like uh, in the back line. I've been praising him coming in. He's got he's good good going forward. But man, he looked lost that game. He everything went through him. Like I I, I think I all uh, all the goals came through that side or some some, uh, some on that right side. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So so like it just it just felt nervous. And that's one sector of the Benfica is, is the defense that I I praised at the beginning of the season. That we I felt confident, and I didn't know losing Lucas Verissimo was gonna like take us to this path. It looks like we caught we no not really because even against Dino we won two zero. But man, if look at that the the opportunity they had they put over the bar. So like it's it's just like the defense needs to to get it together, and maybe losing Lucas it was a big 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 loss. You know. Uh I think I was. I think our our midfield outplayed your midfield as well. Like we kind of dominated the, the middle of the of the field. But I think I think part of that is because, right? And and we can kind of mix two topics here in one is, right? You're playing against a Sporting team that is missing their two best players, arguably two of the top five six players in the league, right? 
and in terms of influence in the team, probably the two most influential. The way I like to look at it is Sporting's spine of that team starts with Adan, moves to Coates, and goes up to, pa- to Padinha. That's how I see it from, from a non-Sporting fan, right? Like, I, for me, those three create that spine for Sporting, right? A lot of teams like to have that spine down the middle or kind of one in each kind of area of the field. And for me, those are the three that are key, right? Obviously, on Friday, we saw that maybe they don't have as much of an impact if they're missing because there's guys there that'll step up. But I think on the other side of it, I think Ruben and Mourinho got it spot on, right? Whereas George Jesus, I'm not sure what he was trying to do or if the players weren't able to put in play what he prepared. But again, and Paul, I don't know if you felt the same way, but were you ever, and I know you guys scored fairly early, so it kind of changes the opinion, but even up 1-0 or even at 0-0, like did you ever get the sense that, you know, like, we probably are going to concede or we're probably not going to be able to hold on. Um, Not really. Like to your point. Yeah. I, I, they think it never really looked like they were going to be super dangerous. I feel like they, they definitely didn't play um, as aggressive as they, they, I think they would have, especially when they went down one zero, like Spartan played very well, like containing the game and then just kind of using the, the times they got the ball to their advantage. Um, but yeah, I, I do think, uh, t- to your point too, about not having uh, Pelinha there and Coat is that it it has in the past, right? When we are missing those guys, it is noticeable. But just the way I think this has a lot to do with Ruben Amorim, the way he like trains these players and gets them ready. I I was extremely surprised on how well Ugarte came in and played that game. Like he did not really make any mistakes. He was our destroyer in the midfield, um, and I actually think like with him in there and the way he was playing, it allowed like Matheus Nunes to be a little more freely and go forward when he could um, because we weren't worried about like the counterattack after. Like, I don't know. It, the guy just blew me away on how good he was. Um, and, and also like our back line. When you tell me that you're going to have Inacio, I, I don't know if you guys remember last year, but he got the red card against Braga when we needed to win. Um, and we ended up still winning that game because of Matheus mm-hmm. and like, uh, but like he, he used to make, and he still does make dumb mistakes, but like that day he didn't. And then like you have Netu next to him, who I thought Netu sucked. And like, he's actually been getting back into form because he's been playing great on the last two games that he played. He, he actually killed it. Um, and then losing, losing Fidal early in the game. It's like, it's all like things that, that happened. And like, I don't know. It, I, I was a little worried because our back line was kind of makeshift already. Um, so I was a little worried, but I mean, they figured just didn't, they didn't take advantage where they could, I think, and kind of screwed yourselves in the end. Fidel came off uh, later in the game, wasn't it? 50, it was like 54th yeah. minute. Oh, it was still, okay. just yeah, after half. Pretty early, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And at that time, it was still 1 0 when he came off. Sporting scored in the 62nd and the 68th. Um, I, I will say, like, you know, you know I, another thing, I, what I'm feeling with, with Sporting. Is and I think Ruben Amorim is taking is is implementing is they implementing a lot of what Benfica was doing before the Jesus came along, right? They they're going for the young players, they're motivating them to play like like Paul just said about Ugar, 20 years old, put him in the midfield against the Benfica away. Um, and he shines like this. This reminds me of when, when we we struggled in uh, back in the day and we we lost the midfield and we put Renato Sanchez and then he shined. Uh, that 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 has a lot to do with the coach. hundred percent, the coach. The coach is, is motivates motivates these players, gives them confidence, and then puts them puts them in there because he, he believes in them. 
um, with our in our case, we don't have that anymore. We used to have it, and uh, and then it all went downhill when we started had those bad results. Where where we uh, it's like uh, Luis Pieta was a was a tried to do all academy, and then they had a few bad results, and then all of a sudden the academy went down the freaking drain, and we went to get, buy players that cost twenty five million. Do you think, Oscar? I'll ask you this question: Do, Were you and Paul, feel free to add your opinion from a the other side of the fence. Um, I don't know about you, but I sense to get some concern, and even yesterday's game as well. Um, I sense some fatigue and some lack of of being able to keep up from from Weigel and Joel Mario. I feel like they're not as impactful as they were at the beginning of the season. Um, Weigel was playing out of his mind to begin. Um, and, and against Sporting, right? Again, every time Mateus Nunes picked the ball up, he, he had 30 yards to run into by himself, right? I mean, that last goal is as evidence of it. And then you got Ended Almeida, you know, trying to make a last ditch tackle to keep up with him. But, um, I just, it's starting to concern me that one, we don't necessarily have an adequate replacement there. Paulo Bernardo is a name that's been thrown around. Yes, he's a young, exciting player that's been doing well on the B team. We won't know what he's capable of doing on the A team until he plays regularly, right? But I think the stigma associated with the Seychelles is what's kind of giving fans that uplift of, of you know, he's a good replacement. But do we have really an adequate replacement there? And, and do you see a similar concern that I'm seeing, or is it just me? Me? Yeah. We don't have a replacement, and and we it's, it was expected. Like last year, we had the trouble; we couldn't find a number eight. A number eight came along because because uh, Mario is an awesome number eight. But we are playing almost three games a week, like with the Champions League, with the Tasso de Portugal. We have a lot of competitions. We, we we're still in every single competition. So in a lot of traveling, a lot of going outside the country. We can't depend on Vigel and João Mario to to carry us through until the end of the season. That's not going to happen. And we're seeing the fatigue already, and it, or you're only in December. Um, come, comes, come January, February, what are we going to do once those guys basically need rest? We, I don't know. We, do we have mates that can, can play? He seems like he's more he's slower than I am with the ball. Uh, <laughs> we, we, then we have Tarapt. He seems like he's, he's, he's a helicopter. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't trust him because he, I, he's more, I think he's, he's, he will get a red faster than he scores a goal. Uh, and that's a that's a fact. Um, so I don't know. We don't have a replacement there. And then we have Peasy, who they stuck in the midfield, and he's not a he's not a player that can defend. He's not a player that can play number that that position, the CM position. He's a player that can push be pushed up a number ten on the on the sides where Rafa or Everton play, but not a, not in the middle. So no, we don't have a, a, a replacement for for those any of those guys. Paul, do you? I guess did you see? similar or did you see anything similar in terms of like Joe Mari, for example? And I know that at the beginning of the season, um, I think maybe 10, 15 games in, right. There were some statistics out about like Joe Mari was already halfway to the number of minutes that he had played at Sporting the entire season last year. Um, so obviously he, he rotated a little bit more last year, looking at his stats last year in the league, he was only not in the team for the league four times once he was hurt, once he was ineligible, I'm not sure what the hell that's all about. And then two times he was a sub not used. Um, right. So he, in total, in all competitions last year, he played 2,333 minutes. And this year he has, uh, let me just bring this up here. Uh, 
Let's see. All seasons. This year he has, drum roll please, uh, 1,810 already in all competitions, right? So he's 400 minutes off, 500 minutes off from, from an entire season last year with 34 uh, appearances, right? So obviously Sporting wasn't in, in Europe last year, so he had less appearances. He's got 24 appearances already this year, right? So we're not even halfway through the season and he's almost got as many games played and as many minutes as he played last year. But did you see, were there signs of that that you saw as a Sporting fan seeing him regularly that, you know, we wouldn't have seen? You're saying like in the game against Sporting, like, no, no. In terms of like his fatigue, did you see him drop off last year? Were there any concerns? No, well, so I did. No, last year Joe Mario was was great, and I think a lot of that had to do with the amount of games he played. Right, we we got to rest pretty much consistently, and then on unlike cup games, Ruben Amorim would rotate the young guys in there um, when he could. Obviously, when we were playing like Portus and and Bragas and Befigas and stuff, he would have the the studs in there. But um, I did not see it. I thought Joe Mario was was just as important as Bellinia last year. They both killed dominated the midfield and they played well i do think um the way that that they play now with the three backs and only the two midfielders and the wing backs they do do a lot more running than your average midfielder so if he's already has that many minutes it's not surprising that he's fatigued right like they're they're you have to you have to manage your players because like it is a lot more running um you have to cover more ground because you don't have as many people in the midfield um so it's, I'm not surprised he's fatigued, but I did not see it last year just because of the the number of games we had. Oscar, thoughts on Ender Almeida on that right side of a three-back? Uh, I I don't know. I'm not convinced yet. I think I think he's a solid player. I think he fills a lot of spots. Um, but I I do think he's with the, with Vrissum being out, he is our best option. I don't think Moratu coming in is a better option just because it moves a lot of pieces around and and we don't have anybody else. So so I think, I really think uh, Andre Almeida is our best option. I think he needs to get adapted to a three-back role because he's used to playing a four-back. Um, but, I, but I can't see him doing anything different there. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm slightly concerned coming back from such a big injury. Um, I just feel, I think he's an adequate replacement Maybe he's still not up to par in terms of speed, but his his lack of pace concerns me, and and I think it was there for everyone to see on that Mateus Nunes goal where he got sucked out and tried to man mark. Um, I don't know who the hell was playing on the left side at the time. Um, maybe Nuno Santos may have come in by then. Um, but he tried. He basically got sucked out to the sideline, tried to man mark, and then he got screwed because they Mateus Nunes just basically ran straight down four ninety five and and put it in the back of the net. Um, but Matheus Nunes was doing that to everybody, not correct. only to correct. No, I, no, I agree. In the in the midfield, when he when he put in Paulinho through 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 ball, he yep. legit got away from the two sentiments that we had yep. within with ease, just with pace. So correct. so I don't think I don't think we can we can say Andrea can keep up with him. I don't think anybody could. No, I agree. He was definitely uh, a level above um, most, if not all at least from an intensity level uh, in that game. Paul, anything else that you would like to add as the winner of this match um, before we go to the MVPs? Um, no, I think I pretty much covered it. I won't rub it in too much for you guys because <laughs> it's so early in the season, but you are four points back now. 
Um, you got Porto later on this this month, so good luck. Hopefully, you're not too far away. No, no, no. Who do you want it to win? Porto or Benfica? I want to. I want to draw. A draw. But, Porto's one point behind you guys. Dude, I I want both you guys to lose. Points. No, they're tied, aren't they? Yeah, they're yeah, tied. Yeah, we're tied. So so, yeah. why would you not want Benfica to win? Because he hates us. Me. He hates us, damn it. I, I honestly always want Porto Mefica to draw. If if I had to pick a winner, obviously it would be Mefica because you guys are, are so far behind us. But it's only four points. So I'd rather have a draw and have more points uh, from Mefica and, and some points from Porto. I agree with Paul because if Mefica wins, then they're both on their ass, right? Whereas if no. they tie, yeah. Well, it if depends. Mefica wins, I think I mean, if Mefica wins, we're still four points behind and Porto be three behind. If yeah, Porto Spartan wins. I would rather oh, I would rather both teams lose points always. Every time Porto and Fica play, I say draw. It doesn't matter. Well, obviously it matters where the points are, but it's so early in the season. I want to draw. He's just he's just afraid of Fica more than you are Porto. It's okay, admit it. I mean, honestly, after that game, I'm not. I'm very surprised you guys. That's won. a good. That's a good question. Looking at your competition, or looking at the competition amongst the, the top three, right? Because, like you said, it's still early. We're not even halfway through the season. I think there's 21 games left to play. Um, let's see, Jornada 13, yeah. So there's 34 Jornadas. There's 21 games to play. There's a lot to be played, um, especially with the teams in Europe. Things could change January transfer window. But looking at what you've seen, um, does one concern you more than the other? Yes. And and I do not watch Porto and Mefica regularly, but after that game, Porto scares me much more than Mefica. I was very surprised how like bad you guys were. <laughs> That yeah, one, that, that that one game, uh, we give it to you. But I mean, we're only four points back. I mean, I I'm a, I, I don't I'm watch. A, I'm I'll be honest. I don't I don't watch you guys consistently. I really don't. I and to be based on like all the hype in our group text and like how good Benfica has been playing. When that when I watched that game, I honestly thought one one. I was like, like giving Spartan a chance to tie. I had no confidence like that we were gonna go in and dominate like we did. I was very surprised and. I love it. Actually, made it even better based on all the shit talking that was going on before. But I don't think any of us expected that. <laughs> so it was a surprise for all of us. Even you guys, you guys literally made Paulinho look like Ronaldo out there. Fucking spoiler. <laughs> well, yeah, talk, talk to talk to me about Paulinho. You you've been talking shit about him all all, Dude, all, all, all it, season. So you said that this was like the one game if he could play like shit. This was like, well, I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> Paulinho off off the ball is is always good, or when he like receives the ball. But he actually looked very good this game. And I don't know if it's because you guys were tired or what, but Paulinho looked great. I, I was very impressed with him as well. You just you just don't you don't, you just don't see the workload that he has like no, I at do. The top. he does a lot off the ball. With, with, if you if you if you if we ask if Benfica's midfield like looked like shit because uh, you guys were running you you guys always looked like you guys had like three guys of two hours two hours two, right? And you guys only had two midfielders, but he looks like you always had three. Paulinho came back a lot. A no, lot, and, I, and he and help help helps that midfield tremendously. That you guys don't give credit for. No, for and I, I actually do. I I remember when I was on here before the game, I said off the ball he's great. It's that he misses too many goals, but that day he was like striking well again. Like Paulinho misses a lot of chances, and that's what annoys me. It's not his work rate. I think he works very hard, and I know I know what what the reason why he starts Paulinho, and he does a lot of the stuff he's supposed to do, but his he, he misses a lot of goals. That's what annoys me. Um, but that to even, even lately, Paulinho has been playing a lot better lately. I don't know if he was like coming off an injury. I know that he messed up his knee and maybe just getting back to hundred percent fully, but he has been playing a lot better, um, and scoring more. So 
hopefully uh, he he continues this route. I want to hear this from a, a Spartanista. What do you what do you give me give me your thoughts on 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 PZ? <laughs> so I, like honestly I said, I speaking, watch... Jay, Jay already spoke his truth. Jay Jay not Jay Tank but Jay Silver. Like PZ to him scares him the most. Like when it comes to playing Benfica, right? And and for some reason, Jesus doesn't see it, and a lot of Benfiquistas think he's washed and blah 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 blah. But he comes in and he 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 makes a difference. He does. I I agree. I, he doesn't scare me the most. I think Rafa still scares me the most on Benfica, but um, BZ definitely. So it's I actually thought it was funny that he came in and scored a goal like right at the end, just to kind of give you like more um, for fuel for your fire. Yeah. But then he so I, I don't know if you're gonna talk about well you are gonna talk about the game, but he, he played the other game uh, yesterday and he does he does make a difference and it's pretty obvious. I, Jean Jesus is like I don't know, it's like you know, like when I always say like some coaches like they don't know how to like adapt to like the current times or like make the like sometimes th- they bring in these guys and want to use them, but the guys that are there are good enough and, and they just it's called Teimoso, Teimoso. Yeah, that's what it I is. Know. I've been I've been saying all all season, Teimozu, Teimozu, and I think he puts it on his head that like this team is better without him. And then when he when he's against the ropes, who's he who's he fall back on? Oh, let's put our cap to town talking the day before. Let's put our cap to town winning, uh, taking us through to the Champions League. That's what he does. He fall. He's against the ropes, and he has nobody else to fall back on, and he gets busy to go in. That, that's why that's what pisses me off about about this coach. But I well, guess. We'll talk about PZ in this next topic. To f- close this one off, um, who was your MVP, Paul? So I, w- I want to give three shout-outs and then one MVP. So first of all, the whole team played well, but Boru, to me, is is like an all-star. He had a great game. Ugar also right had back a- in the league. Huh? In my, He's the best right back in the league, oh. in my opinion. Yeah. And then Ugar, to me, needs a big shout-out because – like I said, 20-year-old going to decide to lose not much minutes and absolutely dominated. But the MVP is Matheus Nunes, pretty clear. The kid had, like, probably the game of his career, and he absolutely killed it. Oscar, who was your MVP? Well, for Benfica, none. But, but, uh, it, well, it doesn't I'll, have to I'll be get, for Benfica. It could be uh, overall. No, obviously, obviously Nunes, uh, Matheus Nunes is the MVP. But I'll, but for Benfica, I'm going to give it to PZ for coming in and scoring a goal last <laughs> He got a 6.7 on goal point. Um, closest to that was Joe Mari with a 6.2. Matheus Nunes got a 7.7. Sarabia 7.0. Neto 6.6. Inacio 6.4. Ugarte 6.4. Poro 6.5. Um, the lowest for Sporting was Fedal. With a four nine, lowest for Benfica was Weigel with a four three. Um, so past it, it's one game. That was all it was. Let's move on. Um, and now we got Champions League. So Benfica comes into the game after that disappointing loss. Benfica needing to beat Dinamo and needing some help in uh, Munich. We got it. Um, Oscar, I'll start with you. What were your thoughts on this game and a game that, in my opinion, the result says a different story from the performance? Yeah, I agree. We, we, it was a game we had to win. We absolutely had to win. And uh, we looked like we never got it going. Like, it, it didn't look, I, I was expecting a Benfica full on, like, chance after chance after chance. But we saw a Benfica first half and we saw a Benfica second half. All right. Um, 
and I'm not gonna say names, but first half PZ played, second half PZ came out of 56 minutes. Hold on, but let me ask you something. Did you think that PZ had a good game? Because in my opinion, I feel like he wasn't influential. He he didn't he didn't have an excellent game, but him being present makes me think of play differently. It's 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 just a it's a it's when we when we like and I and I've said this before, when we're playing a team, we're gonna have a lot more possession. He makes a difference because he's good. Well, we didn't have a lot more possession. We had thirty nine. I know, possession. I know, but but it was it, because we sc- we scored a, we scored a, early in the game, right? So like uh, obviously the, then we set back. That's how Benfica does all the time. He score they score early, and that's why maybe PZ came out second half. I don't know because when we had the ball, like it feels like we have we know what to do with the ball when when he's playing, and and it, maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I'm just like just thinking too much. But second half he came out and it looked like we were just. Kicking the ball up front for our forwards to chase when defending. Kicking the ball up front and defending. Like that's how second half went. Second half pl- we played just like we played almost like against Sporting, and uh, and that's how it, that's how I felt. It felt like we had no ideas, no ideas, no no. But we won this game. It was more, most important was to win this game, and hoping that Bayern won. Bayern won, and went through to the next phase. Now I'm scared as fuck, but okay. We'll get to that. Um... And just to mention the lineup, Vlaco Dimos in the back, Vertonghen, Otamendi, and Almeida again, Grimaldo, João Mario Weigel, Gilberto came in on the right for Lazaro, uh, Rafa and Yaremchuk and Pizzi up top. Um, thoughts on that? Uh, I guess the thing that pisses me off is, right, you mentioned that we we looked like we had no ideas. And, and I thought first two minutes, like we came in guns blazing, we could have scored right away. Yaremchuk had that chance. Rafa misses that shot, um, which... Fine, you can argue that it was a clear chance, or right? He has the net to shoot at. He at least needs to put that on target. I think he comes in, the ball's bouncing, he jumps up and hits it. But um, the thing that frustrates me the most is, and the thing that frustrated me the most in that first half, especially, was that player from Dinamo's down, right? And Dinamo's not kicking the ball out. And Benfica's players are literally just like standing around, like in anticipation, like, all right, the game's stopped. They're going to, right? And all of a sudden, in a blink of an eye, their guy has a chance at the top of the six, which I literally don't know how the hell yeah. he misses that chance. Like, absolutely shocking. And we could have gone down 1-0 at that time. Like, what? Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, what are your thoughts on the fact that, like, we're that easily able to just completely disconnect from the game, right? And and if we find ourselves down 1-0, I don't know if we come back. It, I, I don't either. I don't either. That, 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 that chance where when he missed... I legit was like, so how, bad. How many games yeah. have we come back from behind? One. Oh shit! Could this be two? And then, oh and then God. he just puts it over. That that to me was worse than the miss that the the Brian Ruiz, uh, Brian, what's his name? Brian Ruiz. Brian Ruiz, yeah. Had against oh, us, hundred percent worse. Because Brian Ruiz, you can tell the goalie still touched the yeah. ball to make it go backwards, right? And and he just missed it. It went up. This one legit. The ball was on a platter on oh, the yeah. ground, not bouncing. Yeah. All he had to do was put a forward. If he trips and falls, he knocks it in the net. Yes. Like, yes. I don't know how he doesn't even hit the net, which was absolutely yeah. shocking. So I so agree. that that that, ch- that chance it basically gave us a lifeline because it would have been so much. It would have been a legit. A, like my nails would have been like down right now. Um, Paul, what were your thoughts on the game from what you were able to see? Um, and Luis here, um, abrazo, Paul Luis, he says, Gilberto. So we have the joke in the Portuguese chat where, um, we say Gilberto is like pan con queijo, like that sandwich that isn't really the best, but it's always there to kind of help your appetite. And he's slowly becoming a double bacon cheeseburger with his performances. So thoughts on, on what you've seen or what you saw, Paul. So 
I, I don't know. I don't know if it's like Befica's players not like loving the, their coach or not playing to their ability, but I feel like uh, Dinamo, all they had to play for in this game was the money and they wanted it more than Befica is what it felt like. Um, and I, I agree. So I, I was watching the game like on my phone. I was working at the same time. So I didn't see like play for play. You're saying watch... that because his boss is probably watching just in case. No, but I, I did I did watch like the first like 15 minutes. Um, and I agree, Rafa should have done better like, right at the beginning. I thought you guys were gonna go up one zero right away. Yarmichik's like one on with the goalie. He hits it like I mean it was a good shot, but the guy got he got his hands on it. Um, but anyway, and then that that next, the play that you just brought up when the guys why I was blown. I'm like, how the fuck do you miss it? You're a professional Seriously. soccer player. Like literally, you could you could miss hit that in so many ways and it still would go in, but um Right, right when he missed that, I'm like, this team fucking blows. Like, they think he's gonna like steamroll them. Then you guys got got the first goal, and the second goal was another. Like, granted, the guy fortunate. Like, yeah, he's reacting to the play, right? But the ball just bounces up. He kicks it yeah. back, and and Gilberto is just there, yeah. finishes it off. But then, I and I thought it was over, right? But then second half, when it, when the, the they were all over you guys, and I think they were that you guys were lucky they didn't score a goal. Um, and oh, I think 100%. It's just, they're like they're not that 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 team definitely could isn't the greatest clearly because if they were you guys probably would have lost that game but uh yeah um yeah I think Bific was fortunate to come up with the result but you know what good congratulate you guys for for making it to the final sixteen but uh yeah and I have a question for Mike Mike you you were very critical of Gilberto at the beginning I was uh, you, no you you were you used to say. Like I'm, I even questioned this on the pod. I'm like, what what is so wrong with Gilberto? Like, what's he doing wrong that that you guys like, criticize him so much? And you said he's not Benfica caliber. You like he's he, he seems like a player that like is could be a third option or whatnot, but he's not he's not Benfica caliber right now. He's probably our best Benfica option for that position. Uh, he 150 percent is our best option for, and we have quite a few options for that position. Um, and again, it, it, it goes back to, for me, he just comes across as a player like Maxi Pereira was in the sense of the way he plays, right? Like he's not quick. He, he runs his balls off. He, he works hard. He'll get in into a challenge, um, right? But at times, right, I guess in most cases, right, heart and effort isn't everything that you need, right? If it, if it came down to that and how bad you want it, right, like – we could go play for the teams that we love, right? Cause we're passionate about it and we're going to run our socks off. But um, I would probably argue, and I'll ask, I'll turn the question around on you as well Is one. I, I will a hundred percent. And I've admitted it, you know, a few podcasts ago that he has in, improved significantly. Um, and, and hundred percent he's, he's our best option in that position today, but then I'll turn it around on you is, do you think since JJ has gotten there? So year and a half now, I would probably argue that I know we've talked about Vigo a lot, but I would probably argue that he's probably been the, been the one that has improved the most since JJ's arrived. Would you agree? Improved the most from when he started, right. So from what we saw to what we see today. And like when he comes in, he's pretty consistent, like especially lately, I think last year he was pretty inconsistent with some games, but I feel like, this year, especially, he's come, he's come up with some goals, right? He had that goal against that Oak at home that we won two to one when we were in Miami or Fort Lauderdale um, that we won. Um, you know, again yesterday, scoring a goal um, in no, the Champions no. League. I, I think gotten better, yes, and and I think Gilberto is 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 the the, the player that's improved the most with him. But we can go back and say there's probably four or five that decreased 
with JJB. And I'm not, and I'm not, and I think you're answering the question with the mindset or the context that I'm trying to give credit to JJ. Take right. that, put that aside. We'll get to that later. What I'm saying is player for player in terms of what we saw from day one to what we see today, right? Yeah, yeah. And would you say that he's probably the best, the one that's improved most significantly since he, he joined? I, I, I think so. I think so. Be just because we, we really haven't since just JJ joined, who do we have to compare? Cause everybody else was there. Otamendi was Vigo. Uh, Vigo, mm -hmm. Otamendi. I would probably I mean, say Vigo's Vigo's already there. Correct. But I'm saying since JJ joined, right? So in the last year and a half players, right? Like the goal of a coach is to, to improve players. Right. Um, and mm -hmm. I'll and I'll turn the question around on Paul to just kind of get the same context on the other side, right? So for us, since JJ joined a year and a half ago, who would you say are the three players that you would say they were they were at one level last year, right? And as of today, I can see clear improvements. I would say Weigel, Gilberto, and probably Rafa. But, but I, I don't agree with Rafa. Rafa's been a, a beast, but he was a beast already before JJ. He joined. was, but I feel like he's playing in a different like, a different style. I feel like he's creating a hell of a lot more chances now than he was before. Like I feel like his, his chance creation is more consistent now than it was. Mm, I agree with everybody else but Rafa. Rafa who, I think who, would you, who would be your third? Since JJ joined? Yeah. I think, I think Grimaldo. Fair. That's a good shout. I would agree with that. He's been good Grim this season. Grimaldo has been. I think it, that playing up the position up as, as a wing back is is helped him tremendously because we used to think he sucked. He was like not even a left back anymore. I agree, Paul. Who would you say since Ruben Amorim joined last year, from what you saw at the beginning of last year to players that you see today, who would you say have significantly improved? And I would say. From an on the other side of the fence, and I don't know if Oscar, if you'll agree, but I would say Coates is a clear one for me. He's my number one. Because I, yeah. I was gonna say, can you start with before, like so, like right when he because he joined last year. So like before Rebrevin, Coates was like a joke. He scored. It was like he scored more own goals than yeah, whatever. But and now he's like one of the best center backs in the league. So clear, clear number one of who's improved the most under him. Um. A lot of the guys are new on the team, to be honest. Since uh, he's been there, so it's hard to kind of. I think I think you have a lot. I think Mateus Mateus Nunes is one. But, I think but he, uh, I, there, I, but he wasn't there before him. So. Right, right, but but he's improved his play. Yeah, from what, how he started last year to, like, to think, the way think, he is think, today. Last year was Padilla and Jomari, right? Jomari came out and and and, and now and Porto, Nunes. Porto was right. nasty last year, last year too. Right, he was but, good. yeah, he was good. Last year. But but I'm talking about improving. Porto has, has been consistently good, right? Yeah, I would, I'm talking about improving. I think Mateus Nunes is, is a beast. Absolutely. I think uh, I think I think Palinha, Palinha with Bruno with the, Ruben Amorim's been there. He's been made him made him one of the best world class. Yeah. Yeah. Kawats has been become world class. You got a lot of them. I mean, yeah. If you go based on like where they were, and then yep. it's pretty much the like think about it. It's you can say almost the whole squad bot came bot, on bot that's another and, one yeah yeah he he if you want to but he's playing at a completely different atmosphere like stratosphere and compared to right he was good at family Cal, but right. what ruben amuri has managed to do with him and, and there obviously there's other aspects right there's better players around you there's different conditions right like that all plays into it but like the way he's playing you have to give a lot of credit to the coach and he's playing at a completely different level than than I or probably most people would have even thought he could have reached based on what we saw from Lee Count. 
Right. I completely agree. Yeah. So if I if you want to go with guys that either have started under him or were there before him, the top three would probably be Coates, Pot, and Pelinha. And then I would I would give Mateus Nunes is gonna be a stud if he keeps going the way he's going. Like he he has a lot of technical skill and can clearly finish as well. He scores important goals, so he's gonna have a bright future. The problem Mate, is he's probably Mate, not gonna be on something. Mateus Nunes is to me Ernato Sanchez, right? You you just have to make smarter decisions when when it comes to when he goes and where he goes. Yeah, I agree with that. He's still young, so I agree that a lot of these young players make a jump early on because of the dollar signs, and then end up uh, regretting it. I'm going to ask you guys this question because I see a lot of comments in the chat. Um, who would you say is the player that has improved the least, or has has decreased in terms of? capabilities and development um i'll start with you paul and my my vote for the sporting side from an unbiased opinion would be jovan i feel like he's a player that's had so much hype and i know he's had injuries and whatnot but i feel like he's that guy that everyone talked about was going to basically be on a rocket ship to the moon and i feel like he's not been able to like grab hold of his opportunities yeah i i would agree and it's it's more because um, of who we signed just kind of outshines him. It's like Javon is could be a forward or a striker, but he plays on the wing more like a, as a forward, left, left, mid, whatever. Um, he he definitely has had his like uh, times that he's been nasty, but he's very inconsistent. He'll have a game where he's like MVP, and then have a game where he's doesn't even look like he's on the field. So I would agree, and I think getting Sarabia uh, basically made him be like deeper in the bench right yeah. he's not going to start over Sadabi or Poth so um I I would I, I think I think Javon won't won't last too much longer on this team because I think he does want to be more of a consistent starter and he's not going to get it so I would I would agree with that I agree with that uh who would you say Paul is your is the player that you feel from again what you've seen um that has either failed to meet the expectations or ha- you know was better and is not as good now on Benfica <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about this. Can you go to like your guys? Yeah, I'll, go, I'll... I'll go to Oscar. I, um, I'm surprised. I'm surprised Paul didn't say Paulinho for Sporting because really? he's been criticized about him. Of the whole that's thing. true. But Paulinho, but Paulinho is playing better. I think now. he's playing better. Yeah. No, yeah. But you said you said who who is, hasn't improved under under Amorim, Oh, right? you're saying hasn't so, improved. Hasn't but I think improved. he's improved since like, last Ember. year. And Braga, and Braga is a is a beast. Correct, but it's but not, a different. Not, not when he came though. So I, when I, he, I, I, he was a beast in Braga, and then he got hurt, and then he right. sucked, and then we right. got him so, on so, his so so. But this should be a guy that you would name as hasn't improved. He, he like he, the last few games he's played better, but you've been criticized of him. Like you say, you can leave. You, you can leave. You can leave. I, he sucks. He sucks. He sucks. I have chats. I can prove my screenshot. <laughs> I think I think that he's like a neutral. Like he's a guy that hasn't really improved. Well, he's improved the last couple of games, but not like it's like I wouldn't say Paulinho is back to where he used to be. I it's it's one of those things where we'll see. But Jovan is clear that he when when um when uh, Bruno Fernandes left, they like Jovan was supposed to be like the next up and coming Sporting Issa to be like the big money guy, and then like he he got his time and he just didn't take advantage of it. But I mean, I could say Paulinho as as if you do like a top three, but Paulinho's been like one of those guys that has hasn't lived up to his potential, but, and he was injured to, to his defense. Maybe he's just like, now he's like a hundred percent and he has been playing better lately. So 
kept him out of my mouth. Fair. Oscar, who would you say is the player that has uh, decreased in, in capabilities or, or influence? In Befica? Yeah. Well, we have like three, four, <laughs> possibly well, five. In the I, chat, I, we got... I, I, I did find one. I, I didn't Ooh. say one now. Ooh. I can Civilian. say one before you guys... Yeah, it's every everything. Everything yeah. was definitely uh I think it's a huge hype and he is worthless, I think. I, I well we talked about Andre Zarzazuz, right? Like towards the end of last year, he started playing well and 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 he's had a game here that like a game against Braga Luis won six one. He looked like a stud. Um so he's had a game here that he's just not consistent whatsoever. And, and and to me, that's a that for a guy that costs twenty million, isn't we can't. It's not enough. It's not enough to play one game here and there. It's just one when we're doing goleadas is when he play, come, shows up. Um, I he's probably the guy that I would say, damn, like you, your time, your time is gonna it's legit. Like <laughs> it's coming. You have to show up or or you're gone. Like so, he's on the edge of the cliff that you always talk about. Uh, oh, absolutely, but. <laughs> This cliff is not as high as smart things, but it's it's still pretty high. <laughs> we just keep going up, so yeah. But don't worry about it. Like I said, the falls bigger. Oxygen masks on because you're way too high. <laughs> uh, in the chat, we got SLBES says that Sublinia, Ferro, and PZ are his uh, three. Yes, it's the guy um, Manny says Oscar. I agree. He blows. Um, Manny's also said that Rafa sucks. Uh, Luis in the comments also said uh, definitely not Darwin or Sibelina in reference to which ones have improved the most. So I would imagine that his choices for least improved or least impactful are Sibelina and Darwin. Um, Fernando Ricardo Gonçalves, if JJ had the same attitude of Emory, join young talent from the academy with expert players, would Benfica get better? What do you guys think? I, I I think so. Um, I see I see Sporting throwing in Braganza. I see Porto throwing He's in good. and I very good. And I see Porto throwing in Vitinha and then Fabio Vieira. And you see the the Vitinha is almost a starter in Porto, and he plays Champions Leagues against Atlético Madrid in a must-win game. Like like that's the confidence a coach gives to these young talents, right? That are good. You see players on the on the U21, right? I I watch my pick of the the Portugal U21 team. And we have Benfica players there that, that there are superstars, right? But they don't have a chance in an A team like Porto and Sporting is giving these guys. So, so I agree. I agree. Benfica should throw these guys in there. It resulted when we threw in the look, even Ferro, Ferro, who today everybody talks shit about, when he came in and played Ruben Diaz, they look like a stud. And people are even saying that Ferro is going to be better than Ruben Diaz that year. They were saying that Ferro is. I was one of them. Yeah, Ferro is more technical. Yep. Ferro has a, it's a height. He's he's good with the ball on his feet. He comes out playing, and people were praising Ferro. And then all of a sudden, Jesus comes along and he becomes shit. Paul, I got a question here for you from Luis. Um, he's he lives in Spain, um, so he follows Spanish media. I hear Spanish Real Madrid fans saying that Sporting is their favorite opponent for the next round. I believe they may be surprised if that happens. How do you feel about that? I mean. Realistically, Real Madrid. I, I feel like, to be honest, between between uh, Sporting Benfica, everyone wants one of those two in the next round, um, based on the teams that are there. Uh, but I, I I said it. I think in our chat. I think aside from City and Bayern, everyone else, it's like it's 
a long shot for some of them, but it's, it's a chance that we could take it because Sporting just, we don't concede a lot. The only games that we did, right, was against Ajax. One didn't didn't matter, and one we were missing Kawatas, which clearly Ruben fixed that based on, on the game um, with Befica, but it's it's a long shot. I, I have I have high hopes for Sporting, but I want I think it's Lille is like the easiest first. That's that's the guys that I want uh, for the next round. And that's a good segue into this um, as we talk about Champions League as a whole. Um, again, two Portuguese teams uh, in the round of sixteen: Benfica and Sporting. First time two teams are there without Porto being one of them. Um, we've got. Uh, some difficult opponents ahead of us, and I'm going to bring the graphic up here on the screen. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on kind of how you think things played out. Did they play out similar to how you expected? And Paul, I'm going to open it up with you to ask the question that you asked us in the chat that I asked you not to answer so we could position it here. Um, And for those of you uh, listening or or watching, um, give us your thought on this uh, hypothetical that Paul's going to throw out there in the chat, if you will. Go ahead. Do you want me to ask the question here? Of course. Oh, so the question was, would you rather make it to the round of 16 in Champions League and get absolutely smoked by a Bayern City or whoever you get at Liverpool um, or get eliminated from Champions League, end up in Europa and end up either making a long run or winning the Europa League? So the what we do know, so I want to make sure that we delineate here what we know and what we don't know. So we know... And your hypothetical is we know that we're going to get, you know, a Man City, a Bayern in the first round of the 16. Um, so that's that's a given, right? We know that. So the option is, do we want to go up against the Manchester City or a Bayern, right? In us, meaning Benfica or Sporting. Um, or would we rather roll the dice of going into Europa League knowing that we're going to, you know, make a deep run with the potential of winning the competition. Is that right? Right. Wait, 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 wait. No, the question wasn't like that. The question was facing a bind or a city and getting smashed. Not, 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 not not like in our chances. Correct. So that's, that's an unwritten, I guess that I was basically thrown out there. Cause I don't think any Portuguese team has the capability to compete with a Bayern or a city in my opinion. But, yeah. Right, so, right. But just, 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 right. just say so the to result. clarify. So clarify say, is say, we know we're going to get smashed by yes. a city or a Bayern in the round of 16 in the Champions League. Or if you're given the option, do you not want to take that route? And instead, you want to turn right and you want to go to the Europa League, knowing that you can make a deep run and potentially win the competition. Is that have we set the playing field here? Everyone knows the expectation mm-hmm. or accurate. OK, Correct, so everyone yeah. in the chat, give us your thoughts. What would you rather do? Um Oscar, I'm going to start with you since Paul asked the question. What would you prefer to do? That's tough because if I I want to go be in the Champions League, but in the in the round of 16 and play play Ben City or Bayern like we play Bayern or in a group stage, but in this case we can't get Bayern. But if we did, this is a hypothetical, right? If we got Bayern and we lost six zero at home or away, and then we lost five zero at home, and we're out by losing eleven zero, like I think another Portuguese team did that against Bayern one of the years. I don't know what year it was. Um, did anybody ring a bell? Paul? <laughs> I was trying to figure out if he was being sarcastic or <laughs> not. First of all, it was, it was 12-1. I agree. And that, that, so that, that, after you're done, so finish your... your <laughs> no. Oscar, just to say, we didn't do much better this year. We. Yeah, I know, I know. No, I know. But, but I'm just saying, like, we go to the round of 16th, we play two, two games against the Bayern, 
we lose, uh, you know, by 12 to one aggregate, right? Or we go to Europa League and make a, a deep run into the final and possibly win. I mean, what makes me happier is going to the final and most likely winning since we haven't won Europa League, right? Uh, but what do I want Befica to be at? I want Befica to be in the Champions League. Uh, so I, I, I can't answer that. I get that, that, but the way I look at it, and Jay in our chat, um, not Jay from the podcast, but Porto fan Jay, um, his answer, he said, was basically straightforward, which was you always compete to right. be in the best competitions. And I get that. Right. But uh, would you rather, right. And even just taking out of the equation, like deep run, right. Would you rather, and would you, does your answer change? If, if you, if someone gave you the option and said, listen, I'm going to give you either round of 16 and you get eliminated in the round of 16, or you make it to the final, but I'm not going to tell you what the result is. Right. Oh, the final's open. I would rather, I get it, and, and there's people here in the comments, Luis saying, you know, the money that you make for making it in the round of 16 is better. I agree with that, right? It's a lot of money. But I would, at the end of the, the, the day, right, we want to win titles. We want to compete to win titles, right? And while Europa League's not the Champions League, right? But I think winning competitions like the Europa League help to build a winning mentality. I would rather, if you gave me the option, and people might not agree with me, if I had the option of get eliminated in the round of 16 of the Champions League or go to the final without knowing the result of the Europa League, I would take the final of the Europa League. Now, now that's the thing. One thing I, me, I would go towards the champ, UEFA Champions League route if I didn't know I'm going to get smashed. I agree if, with that. If, if, but if that's not said, the hypothetical if, here. Right, right. If somebody said you're facing Bayern next round, you don't know the result. Or you're going to go towards the, the, go, you're going to go far in the Waffle uh, League or the Europa League? I'll take the I'll take my chances with buying. But if somebody guaranteed me that I'm going to get smashed like twelve to one aggregate, or go deep in the, then I'm going to go in the Europa. That's that's. But, that's but wait, what what if what if it wasn't winning the Europa, just going deep in the Europa? Deep because if I'm, if I'm going to get smashed twelve to one in aggregate type of <laughs> yeah. thing. Uh, and instead, or go deep in Europa. I'm gonna go deep in Europa. And I don't want to get embarrassed. I'm, I'm gonna use people make you guys, fun almost, of you, guys. you almost live that in real life. You get embarrassed anyway by Bayern, and you almost so you would rather right. end up in Europa, right? But I don't want I, I, I do losing so anyway, 12, this, this, 12, 12 to 1 has been a meme for you guys for the last like 20 years, yeah. But who, like, first of all, I, I don't get so the, the reason why I brought this up is because I remember very clearly when this happened. I'm pretty sure that year Befica did not make the the yeah the, they but ended up in Europa, that. but nobody no, remembers no, no. it only because you guys got smashed. But I it. I no I remember it because it was similar to like right now. Say Befica didn't make it right. Sporting made it to the final sixteen, and I was like rubbing it in your faces. You guys didn't make it right, and then Sporting got smashed in the first round by Bayern, and I was like I would much rather qualify out of my group in Champions League then end up in Europa coming in third in my group in champions league. And then whatever happens in Europa happens. Like I, my argument was that you guys did not do good. We're not good enough in champions league ended up in a weaker league and whatever you guys did, you guys did. But my argument was I would much rather get out of my group in champions league in the final 16. And I don't give a shit what the result is over not making the final 16 because it's it's like to me it's like a dude we just you just made it with all these heavy hitters, it's already an accomplishment. 
who gives a shit what the result is in the next round? If you get a Bayern and you know you're going to get smashed, you just go in there and play. And I, I will say, I hope we don't get Bayern, obviously. <laughs> but I, I don't think it'll be 12-1. It might be like 8-1. <laughs> but I will say, and I'm going to read some of the comments here because I think some of them are interesting. So uh, SLBES says we can have a good shot against Ajax and Man U. Um, Luis obviously said the money route in terms of getting into the round 16. Uh, Jean Miguel says Benfica has gone to Europe in many years and we looked uh, and were looked at as failures, but now that Porto is there, it's glorified. Um, Fernando being last 16 means money and pride 90% first and 10% the rest. Um, we need money, so the next round of the Champions League, unless you can guarantee a final, fair. Um, Tony says final eight doesn't matter who you get, you just got to play to win. Uh, that's fair. Joanina says, ultimately, going further in the Champions League is always good for the country. If we knew we were getting smashed by a Bayern or City, I would definitely pick Europa. But you don't know you're going to get Bayern or City. I would always pick Champions. But you're saying knowing we will lose, a better question would be not knowing who you would get in the Champions League. Exactly. That's what I said. If I didn't know who I was going to get and just to take our chance. Even oh, if it's 100%. A Bayern, even if it's, even, even, yeah. Yeah. But, but even, but even <laughs> uh, Paul, but even if it's Bayern or City, but we don't know we're going to get smashed. Say, say it's, it's yeah. like unknown. I still take that chance because look we played against Bayern and we went to the 80th minute Correct. competing with them uh, uh, you know like away. and obviously knockout so games are different so let's yeah. just say right now right if you guys end up with Bayern or City in this draw well we can't get Bayern we can't we can't get well, I'm just City. saying if, if you yeah. were going to get Bayern based on how yep. they're playing would yep. you rather end up getting one of them right now or going to Europa I'd rather get them because I don't know the result but if he told me are we going to get smashed I'm that, that I don't want I mean, what if you could get Bayern? They did smash you twice already. We don't get Bayern. I'm saying if you could right now, you know you're gonna get smashed again. Well, we like Correct. I said, the first the first game, <laughs> if it, if we didn't if we didn't like basically score that own goal, would have been a one zero game. We we, we had our chances. Still, I honestly don't get based on like a pride thing, right? And like just like love for the team in sport, how you would not want to be in the biggest competition for it. It makes no sense to me. No, what do you mean? Paul, so you're, you're saying, you're not, so every, you're saying, Paul, you wouldn't take the Europa League route, is what you're saying. Never, you, I would never. You want to be in Champions League, League, whether you lose by a hundred to zero or nothing. Yeah, it would not matter at all to me. So you would, so you would rather be eliminated in the round of sixteen of a Champions League if than you told me to was, go to a to potentially win a final of a Europa League. If you told me right that I was either gonna, if you switch this around and said I could get to the final round of sixteen and get absolutely smashed. <laughs> or win the Europa League, so the other option is winning the Europa League, I would probably take that. But not knowing that you're going to win it, so like just probably making a long run and getting smashed, I would much rather just get smashed in Champions League. If I was guaranteed to win Europa, it's different. Just like if I didn't know I was going to get smashed, it's different. But yeah, but like, me, I, I get, I get, point. I get. We make points for Portugal. Like, just, just, just imagine this: we make points for Portugal, making farther in the Champions League, right? Uh, Portugal, the club makes money. The Portugal gets points, but then the tabloids of the world, when Benfica loses twelve to one to a Bayern, are the tabloids, and that's what people sticks to people in mind. Portugal is a joke compared to all the big ballers, right? Like that—that that to me is embarrassing. Like, uh, why are you even in this competition if you guys are getting smashed twelve to one to a to a to a Champions League team? So to me, that's the only reason I wouldn't want to get smashed in Champions League, and I'd rather take the route of Europa. But not knowing that I'm getting smashed, I'll take that route any day. I agree, and again, it's a tough one, right? Like obviously, everyone wants to be in the Champions League. I get that, but your chances are better 
right? And obviously the draw can go every which way. You don't know who you're going to get. Again, knockout games are very different than group stage games, right? You think about it, you potentially approach it in a different way. Away goals don't count anymore, right? So that throws a different element into it as well. Um, but the last time a non-Big Five league team made it to a Champions League final was, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, over 12, 12 years ago. Um, Ajax, Ajax game, didn't they play a final against Tottenham? What was that? No, they, 2000? They, they lost. No, they got eliminated in the semis. Yeah, yeah Tottenham, Tottenham they, went to the final with Liverpool. Yeah. Ajax, Ajax should have won, and then they lost in like the last oh. kick of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, right, so the likelihood, right, and the, this is the way I look at it, right? Like, again, we want to be in the best competition, 100%, right? If, if you can get to the quarterfinals of the Champions League, amazing, right? Not only because... It, right, it's the best competition in the world from a club perspective. You get more money, right, and you get more visibility. Um, obviously, players are going to want to come to a team that's in the Champions League naturally, right? But like for teams like us, right, in the Portuguese league, outside of the Big Five, who don't have that many chances to compete for a Champions League title, given the way soccer is today, right? Like, I'm going to be honest. I would rather trade. Uh, a quarterfinal of a champions league for a Europa league title. Like I would a hundred percent take that. And and I know that people in the comments here. So Manny says, give me the round of 16, get smashed and play once a week and win the league. SLBES. Unfortunately, the course is real. We won't win it in another 45 years. A final is the best we can hope for. Um, Luis, if you go deep in Europa, knowing that you won't get to the final, the team will be playing two or three times a week for months, making it more difficult to win at least one of the competitions. Um, Tony says, sorry guys, I meant to say final 16. Everything's afraid to lose. I'd still choose Bayern. Joe Miguel says, um, Joanina says, I'd still pick the UCL. Uh, Portugal benefits more being in the UCL than going to Europa and losing to Spartak. Uh, give me Europa if you and I, Emery, is my coach. It's mm-hmm. true. He's he's pretty good at, uh, oh shit, he's pretty good at uh, winning Europa Leagues. He's in the Champions League next round. So, um, Tony, how do you know you're going to get crushed against Bayern? First game, yes. Second game, did not play to win. Now it's different. There's no losing. You have to play to win. Again, fair. Knockout games are very different than the league. Um, Luis says right now, Spanish tabloids say, Benfica jode el Barça. We need trans- I'm assuming that's what it means. Fudel. <laughs> 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 uh, um, City is infiltrated by Fika fans in the team. We have them uh, mind Bernardo, João, Diaz, and Edison. Yeah, they're going to score own goals for us. Uh, supporters prefer pride of the UCL. Again, right? Like, I get it. But is there pride when you fucking walk away with a 12-0 aggregate defeat? Like, does, like yep. Paul, I'm going to ask you this, right? And and we just went through it too in the group stage, right? Which is, I would say, maybe different because we're not further in the competition, but it still sucks, right? Like when you get smashed by a team like that, like, yes, I'm proud that my team is in the Champions League. Yes. But when you're all over the tabloids of fucking Bayern Munich smashing oh, wow. you guys and not even looking like they broke a sweat, like for me, that's it, not pride. That's embarrassing. No, I, it, I it absolutely does suck. No, it does. But then like... <clears throat> If if you think in that mentality, what's the point of even being in Champions League? I get, I in the get first that. Place? I get that. But we like, need to think realistic. Uh, yeah, yeah, think, yeah re- but, think realistic, no, Paul. Do, do, do no, you no, realistically think? You guys, you guys are thinking about like money and like all these comments say about money and helping Portugal. I'm saying as a as a fan, just a Correct. fan. As a fan, I, I want, want to be win in Champions League. I, I want to win. Exactly. No, but but I don't want to get smashed. Why even go? Listen, right now, right? If you go in Champions League, you're any Portuguese team to win Champions League right now. It's not going to happen. Correct. So, like, why even 
Like, why are you guys getting worried in these games? Like, who gives a shit then? It makes no it's sense not, to me that it's not wor- we, it's not we, worried in the sense of like, oh my god, right? Because we go into it knowing that like realistically, round of sixteen is great, right? If you get a good group. Right. Past the round of 16 is amazing. Again, depending who you get in the draw, right? Like, for example, if if both of our teams, right, could get Lille, for example, right? Our expectations, for me at least, I would say we need to get past Lille, right? I, would you agree, Paul, for your side as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's the only team that we... I don't think we'll be favored in any anyone we get, but that would be the closest one. Against Lille, I think we'd both be favored. Oscar, do you agree? I don't. I don't know. They'll be close. Yeah, it'll be pretty close. I think we're in the same. Uh, I think they'll compare us to Lily as the same caliber. Maybe, maybe we're favorites because they had, they had they had a joke of a, a. I think they didn't have a. That group was the worst group in them. Well, it was. It was. It was. They were all similar teams though. It was them. It was uh, uh, Atlanta, right? That was yeah. that group. Them, Atlanta, Villarreal, and um, uh, Sevilla. No, Villarreal no, was Manchester group. Hold on, I got it right here. Um, oh no! It was them. It was them. Sevilla. Sevilla. Um, who else was in that group? It was. Let me see. They was were all that... similar. The they were all like like me- like mediocre teams. It was, it was, it was Sal- oh. Salzburg, Sevilla, and Wolfsburg. Okay. Yeah, Salzburg, Wolfsburg. Sevilla, and Wolfsburg. So like it, it was yeah, and the team that competed with them was Salzburg. Correct, and they qualified in second place. Yeah. So um, that, that, anybody from that group, I'll take and be favorites. Who's so, the last team in this? Villarreal, right? Is the last team. Villarreal, yeah, they won today. Um, so we'll ask you here now, and we'll see kind of – obviously, I think we all agree that we would prefer uh, Lille here from pot one to go up against is yeah. our number one option. Oscar, you yeah, agree? I, I, I would take right now. My can I go? My, Hold on. First, tell me. Tell me who yeah, would be your first. Leo will be my first. Leo. Leo. Okay. And then I'm going to ask you who are the three teams that you absolutely want to avoid? Me? Yeah. Well, I'm different than Paul, but I'll, I want to yeah, avoid. Bayern doesn't count for us, yeah, right? I want to avoid Manchester City. I want to avoid Liverpool. And I want to avoid Real Madrid. Okay. Don't Fair. sleep on Ajax, though, dude. They're fucking nasty. I know oh. they are, but but you take a ja- uh, Real Madrid. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. No, that's. I mean, for you, you could really pick any of the other ones except for Man U. Yeah. Paul, who is your preferred, and who are the three that you want to avoid? So preferred is Leo, obviously, and the three are easy too: Liverpool, City, and Bayern. Damn, you can pick. You can get all three. Wow. <laughs> That's true. I think their like, poison I, is worse than ours. Yeah, it's it's tough. I, I, it's the only. That's thing who that you makes, get for getting a more fortunate group than us. Well, but to be honest, I, I, I really do think, like in that, I think Ajax could easily beat a Real, Juve, or Menu as well. They're, they they like they they destroyed our our group easily. Um, but. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm hoping to get Lille, and that's it. It's really. Luis real. says here, Lille's 11th in the Liga. Of course, we'd be favorites. For those of you in the chat, let us know who would be the teams that you would want to avoid at all costs, um, and who would you prefer. Um, Can see, I get Tony, my order now? Yeah, hold on. Tony says Manchester United there in our league. Um, with the Champions League money, Dewey Custom may want to strengthen the team. Villarreal won Atlanta today and qualified for the last 16. Yep, they're not in this graphic because the graphic was taken yesterday and I wasn't able to get one from today. Yeah, but, but Villarreal will be on the on, Correct. On they're on our the, side. They're on the runners. So we, up. We, we can't get them anyways. Sure, Miguel says, I take Juve first. Juve is beyond subpar this year. 
Same three as Oscar Luis says, and Fernando says avoid City, Liverpool, Real Madrid, best team to catch Lille, Man United, Juventus. And I think the thing that we're forgetting here is the knockout stages are not until March, I believe, right? So a lot of things can change between now and then. I think Manchester United is going to improve between now and then. Um, but we'll see. Manny says City, Liverpool, and United to to avoid. Um, Oscar, I'm going to ask you now, and I'm going to write this down and see how close we get. Um what do you think your predictions are for this draw? My predictions for this draw. Well, we 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 know that Chelsea can't get Liverpool and Man City. Uh, I think I think uh, Benfica will probably end up with a Juve. I'll take that. Okay, Paul. Who do you think you're gonna get? Leal. Oh my god. <laughs> If you guys get Leo, I'll be so mad. No, I, I actually think just because of my luck, I'm gonna get we're gonna get Manchester United. Oh, I know the feeling of having the two teams that you like play against each other. It's I mean it'll fun. be it's, it'll be very no, it will be sponsored hundred percent. But I just feel like it's gonna be one of those I don't know, just I have a feeling. I love I love you know what I love? I love for PSG to get Bayern. It won't happen. I but feel I like love it. I'm still of the opinion that there's cold and hot balls in that draw. I want Chelsea to get Bayern. But yeah, Chelsea gets Bayern or PSG gets Bayern. Get one no, of those or, or PSG gets Real Madrid. Like no, get, do, get, do PSG City. Oh no, they can't because they're in the same group. Yeah, no, PSG. Liverpool yeah. City, right? Liverpool City, Man City. Um well, it doesn't matter. So yeah, Liverpool, uh, PSG, Bayern, Chelsea. I feel like City's going to get a layup like Salzburg. Hey, I, I will like tell it... you this. I remember this very well, too. One year, City ended up in Europa, knocked out Porto, and then Spartak knocked out City that year. They did. I remember that game. I, I, the yeah, second I, game I, was I, at I, City, I, too, I, if I'm I, not mistaken. I was, I was at your house. Hey, when Miguel just said something. Miguel, PSG cannot get Lille, so they have to get a big dog. Oh, because they're French. I forgot about that. They can get Ajax, oh. though. Yeah, and you just yeah. said Ajax could be better than uh, Juventus, Real, and Messi. No, I agree. United. I mean, it's. I, I think that Ajax could – like, PSG is one of those teams that should be a juggernaut, but they just – there's, like, too many guys or something, bad coach, something like that. Who – um, how would you think – how interesting would it be if Benfica got Ajax and Sporting got Bayern? I mean, I honestly think that we'd both get eliminated still. I think your aggregate would probably be a little less bad <laughs> than ours, but Oscar, how do you think we, we would do we against play, Ajax? We, I think we played we played I, I Ajax in last year's group stage. And I think we're the they, they even said oh, last year or two years ago, and they even said that uh that Benfica is probably the hardest team they played in the group. Um, and we it, we're it's very close. Both I mean, I, I would say that you guys have a, a way better chance of getting past Ajax than us against Bayern, obviously. I'm I hoping agree. to avoid those big three. I, I I mean, obviously, I don't want to get Man U, but I just want Lille. <laughs> Screw it. Let's get Lille and fuck it. Manny says the fix is, if the fix is in, we'll have I, a I Messi would, versus Ronaldo fix. I would actually love that. I would love Manchester United to play PSG. Wouldn't surprise me. Again, I, I I'm still convinced, and it might not be true, but I'm convinced that there's hot and cold balls in there because I feel like a lot of the same teams get the same teams. Like 
Arsenal always gets Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Bayern Munich. Like, I feel like there's a lot of similar fixtures that we see year in, year out. Like, what are the chances? Was, was Juve was in Chelsea's group, right? Correct. So they can only get Bayern, Real, Ajax, or Lille. They're going to get Lille. Those Juve can get PSG. I'm saying Chelsea. Get... Chelsea can oh, only Chelsea. get Real, get Real. Ajax, Ajax, Bayern, Lille. They're yeah, going to end up getting three Lille. English teams. Yeah. I forgot. I didn't realize that three English teams there. I just, I just thought of that now. I hope they get Bayern. Oh my God, that'll be a nice little win for me. Fernando says I asked the Benfica and Bayern Sporting both beaten twelve to one. Um, we did very well against PSV. PSV actually got eliminated today um, from the Europa League. So yeah, I don't. Yeah. So it's weird because I'm pretty sure this is weird too. Uh, PSV played Ajax for like the Super their their Super Cup and they smashed them. them. Four, yeah, four and, zero. Yeah, and then um, you guys beat PSV to get into Champions League, and then Ajax came in and like played out of there. I, I was very surprised at how good they were. And I agree. Very good. Yeah, and then they got eliminated today from the Europa League, which is which is interesting. Um, we had one more topic, but we're going to hold on to that for next week, just to for the uh, for a timing perspective. Luis says I wouldn't say no to Juve. Good memories. This yeah, is Lima. True. Lima. Oh my God. That, <laughs> this and is it's true. Like playing down a guy or two in the, in the Juventus Turin. Damn, yeah. that game. And we got that. Those Reds will probably made us lose this final. Dude, that last, those last like 10 minutes were like the most stressful 10 minutes of my life. And we played against the Pirlo. We played against Tevez. Oh, yeah. We played against Pogba. The, that and the final was Juve. in Turin that year too. Yeah. That that was that was one of the, the you know, we played against a, a top, top Juve team. And we beat them, knocked them out. But then Porto takes the same credit for beating them last year when they were like Alejados. <laughs> the the final this year is in Russia, right? Um, I don't know where the hell it is. Let me see. I, I, I was looking. Here. I was looking for tickets so I can watch Sporting in the final. <laughs> That's on. You can get those for free. You can just turn on the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see where the final is here. Twenty twenty. Pretty sure it's in uh, uh, Saint Petersburg. Pretty sure. Twenty one, twenty two. Right. Yeah. The final will be in Saint Petersburg. Yep. Interesting. By the way, just the, the, Luis, uh, Luis just made me remember, man. I miss, I miss having Cardozo in Lima. Those were the days. Um, so much. To close this off, uh, Oscar, who would who would be your MVP for this game, for the Dinamo game? Is that a joke, <laughs> Gilberto? Man, he got a six point eight goal point yeah. rating. He was the best one. P. Zaldino got a five three. Um, Yadamchuk was or Otamendi was second with 6-4. Oh, actually, Vlako Dimos was a 6-8 along with Gilberto, but Gilberto got the highest rating. Joe Mari was actually voted the man of the match, which I thought was he interesting. Was. Mm-hmm. Um, he played Vlado. really well, he played really, really well. Didn't he get an assist? He did, he got the assist, yeah. yeah. The uh, you know, he, 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 this, that, that just for that goal, the assist, that he, the run that he did, it reminded me of Luis Nunes, and he started oh, it too, right? He started it and then yeah. got it back and then passed it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he was, went to the line. No, I, I would give it to Gilberto just because of how, like, that goal that he scored, which is like he took it, that, that was a striker goal. And uh, he, he played his, out of his mind throughout the whole game. And then, uh, but, but Joao Mario was, was like the Joao Mario that we remember in the beginning. 
Yeah. Uh, Fernando says PSV plays the three Euro- European competitions this year. They started in Champions League prelim- preliminary round. They went to Europa League and they just got relegated to the Conference League. Uh, so they did the, the trifecta here. Uh, he says Gilberto Linda, Lima was one of the best, most underrated players. His combo with Pistolas was amazing. Yeah. That's true. Um, like I said, we had uh, the JJ topic queued up, but we're going to save that one for next week. Um, Hopefully it'll be a non-topic after we beat Family Count, but who the hell knows? If we don't beat Family Count, that topic will be uh, have even more legs to walk or run. Um, so we'll save that one for next week. Um, I want to thank everyone in the chat. We had a, a, quite a few comments here, some new names, some some constant or some some frequent names that we see in here. Um, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Subscribe, follow, share, like, tell your friends, your family, your mom, your dad, Spartan fans, they like us too. Um, don't forget to, to share this uh, episode out as well. Uh, check us out, ukunjimefikista.com. We've got articles in English and in Portuguese. Um, Paul, any final words? Yeah, I And don't say shupe either. No, no, no. This is... Uh, so... This is based on what Oscar said earlier. If you guys do drop points to Fimalikão this weekend and Porto lose points to Braga, and Sporting doesn't drop points until the Porto Benfica game, I will root for Benfica against Porto. Okay. Uh, you can't us. take it back now. I already did. <laughs> I don't want you to root for Benfica. He was if doing his math. Points, I don't if do you guys lose points this week, you're seven points back. Your clip's going to come too in January oh, again, shit. like last year. Oscar still got the parachute. It's got a couple of holes in it, but he's got the parachute. I know. And I haven't gone up the hill. <laughs> I've been I've been way at the bottom of the cliff with Nafika. Uh Oscar, any final words for you? Uh, no, I'm hey listen. Uh, real talk. Congratulations to Sporting. Congratulations to Nafika. We made it to uh, to, the, to the group stage. And uh, and good luck to Porto Mana and Mana Kilias in the league. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, is he really going to say it? He's got his toes crossed or something. <laughs> um, again, thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. It was, a, it was a fun conversation. Again, everyone in the chat, good night, SLB. Luis, good night. It's late over there. Go get some sleep. Uh, we will be back next week, hopefully with a win against Family Gal um, and a good uh, favorable draw again in the Champions League. Um, gentlemen, have a good evening, and we will chat soon. See you. Mate.